This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. Happy, 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 happy Nuestra Palabra de Harris County. We hope you are enjoying Nuestra Palabra Day throughout Harris County as it has been proclaimed throughout the region today. We'll be filling you in on that during our soapbox, but we've got to deliver what you came for. So today on the program, we're scheduled to have three Latina writers. We're going to have two amazing Latina writers. And in the top of the program, we'll be calling into Lilium Rivera, who is a fantastic author. She's written two young adult novels, Dealing in Dreams and The Education of Margot Sanchez. We'll be talking to her by telephone, top of half of the program. And then the second half, live in the studio, our friend, Miriam Damaris. ¿Cómo estás? Hola, estoy muy bien. How thank, are you guys? <laughs> thank you for dropping in. Appreciate that. I love it. I love to spend time with you guys. So <laughs> Now, of course, folks were tuning in expecting uh, Leslie Contreras Schwartz, the current Poet Laureate of Houston. She is our dear friend. Unfortunately, she is under the weather today, mm. and we want to make sure that we'll bring her back. Of course, we're very happy that we were the first to announce when she was named Poet Laureate. So that was Come an exclusive. Yes. But. I imagine she's exhausted anyway. So our hearts go out to, to Leslie. Thank you, Miriam, for coming in because I keep the poetry content <laughs> going strong. But I also think that's part of our legacy. Her family was part of the folks testifying today for Nuestra Palabra Day. And I'm going to read to you the proclamation from Harris County. And then our own cue was there as well. Make an impression on yeah, the yeah. Let's talk commissioners. About so here is the resolution, and we we stalled on our Tuesday email blast, so that'll come out Wednesday at 2, but we'll include this because we wanted the exclusive to go to the radio show, unless you were there live this morning. But here is the resolution. Of course, it has whereas's, so I wouldn't use that typically in a prose piece, but <laughs> <laughs> they can't resist. Whereas, September 15th to October 15th is the traditional observance of Hispanic Heritage Month, and... Whereas Harris County is one of the most diverse counties in the United States with communities united in common goals, including freedom of expression. Wow. And whereas Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers have in their say, eso, that's us. Eso. Hey. <laughs> has served the community since 1998, empowering communities whose voices were historically unheard to tell their stories and whereas the Latino community has greater hopes today than ever before fueling the movement to touch everyone's hearts throughout through art now therefore let it be resolved that Harris County Commissioner's Court proclaims September 15, 2019 to October 15, 2019 Hispanic Heritage Month in Harris County we join with Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, in celebrating the Harris County Is Diverse campaign, recognizing Latino and Latino Caribbean art and culture adopted on this day today 
the 9th of July, 2019, by Harris County Commissioner Court, Harris County, Texas, signed by La Mera Mera, Lina Hidalgo. Aplausos para esa jovencita latina, ¿verdad? Rodney Ellis signed, a friend of the cause. Of course, Adrian Garcia. We got to put Adrian. I mean, we got we to tell you about our history Shout with Adrian. Shout out Adrian Garcia. That's awesome. Steve Raddick. And then also Commissioner Jack Cagle. We have the pleasure of visiting with. An applause to all of them. Diana wow. Diamond who signed. Ooh. And, hey, we, we want to thank you, Terrell, too. You were there representing and, and testifying. So tell us how it looked. Tell us how it went. And Yeah, it was, uh, it was a madhouse. Um, I mean, you know. First of all, it was great seeing uh, a Latina, a woman, a woman of color from a community that doesn't get their voices out running the show amongst up. all wow. those men. Awesome. Um, uh, you know, Kegel was trying to talk about the ship channel, whatever. And she was like, wait, uh, hold on. Um, can we table this for something later? Uh -huh. uh, and it ended up working out. And it was just beautiful to kind of see um, what we've already known. Um, you know, you know, being a, a person of color from a, a community that's marginalized is that we can do the work that people have denied of us. Um, and so that was beautiful to see that in action. Um, and being there to support and kind of talk about, um, why this proclamation and why this culture and so forth was important. You know, I kind of talk, talked about my podcast, Bule Like Jazz. I explained the origins of it. Um, and the crowd, you know, they, you know, they, they, they responded to that. And I used that time to also talk about, why black Latinos, uh, black, uh, Afro Latino, uh, Latino Caribbean culture, history and topics are important. Um, and there seemed to be, wow. you know, on the faces as I was, you know, looking around and, you know, making my observations as I speak, you know, as a good public speaker, as you're supposed to do, you know, people were res, it was resonating with people. And afterwards, um, I got to speak with, uh, uh um, the honorable, is that, is it right? Honorable yes. Hidalgo? Yes. I got to speak with her and Mr. Ellis and so forth. And they were like, listen, you know, and this is to me. And they were like shaking my hand, like, come back and tell us. I love it. Keep telling us about this. Keep telling us that we need to be supporting this. We need to hear from you guys. And it's so true. And I, and, and sometimes I see why people don't, you know, some of those things can be intimidating. But when I got there with David and I realized that I was, a part of something bigger than me, man, the fear just kind of went away. And it was kind of more of oh, like, how do I maximize these three minutes um, to do what I got to do? I didn't use all my three minutes. <laughs> 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 you know, I left about a good minute and 40 seconds on the clock, and I was a little upset about that. But um, all in all, uh, I walked out of there knowing and feeling very empowered and knowing that, uh, you know, better things, better days in terms of the art and what we're trying to do is 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 knocking at our doorstep right now. That's fantastic, and, and really appreciate yeah. you holding on the fort. You're no a great problem. representative for what we do. By the way, Tony, I didn't know what I got myself into until I got there. <laughs> Tony is good about that. You know, he's good about. Hey, no, just do it. It's gonna be fine. And you show up, and he's like. Channel two and all these other cameras and all these cops yeah. and it's just like a security check. What? So yeah, but it was good. Thank you though. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. This is no. totally necessary. Well, uh, do you hear about the the issue with the little mermaid? With the little mermaid? Little mermaid, yeah. Do you hear that? Yeah, I hear that a lot of people who are of the Caucasian persuasion are very frustrated that a black girl <laughs> is going to wear red head and play a mermaid like they forgot about Angelina Jolie playing Cleopatra. Exactly. And, and if we have mermaids, they are in the Caribbean. Right. <laughs> and on so top of it. let's start by there. I, and I don't, I don't want to offend people, but I understand mermaids are imaginary. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> like, but not to these people. <laughs> we made it up. So, and, and, I, and I'm glad you said that. I was at a, a a party of a guy I met through the Afro Latin Fest, and there was a guy there who was Egyptian. Yeah. He, he his dad was Egyptian, and his mom was from Louisiana, and he and he and I got to talk and I told him he was like where are you from and I told him where I'm from and he was like you don't have Latino in you and he was like no and he was like why are you here I was like I don't need to be Latino to be an ally I don't need exactly. to be Latino exactly. to connect <laughs> and but I gotta remember this is a bubble yes. you know I gotta remember we're in a bubble right. and that when we go out to the real world you know we've gotta be mindful that not all of our brothers and sisters are gonna be as open minded mm-hmm. And we've got to be there to nurture them towards that route. Well, and that's, and that's the why we part, do this. You know? That's exactly. why. That's this why is, the poetry is important. This is the fuel for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is this mm-hmm. is the educational classroom. Yeah. Where we can fill people in in a cool way, yeah, and, and then it sinks in and it keeps spreading because it's our time, hermano. This is so. Our that's time. A, I mean, that's. I mean, we could spend a whole show on is this our time and why this is our exactly. time. Um, I, and the conversation you and I had last week about you know who. And what that can mean for us, you know, that's a that's a that's a good, real good way to look at things. But yeah, I do, I I completely and one hundred percent agree that this is our time. Not just me personally, but us as a unit, us as a community, us as a body, as well as what everybody's trying to individually yes. do. Things are changing. But things feel, are changing exactly, in our favor. But I feel like they are pushing us to stand mm. up. In that's a good way to, of looking at it. Exactly. To, instead to keep quiet, yeah. they are pushing us. So we are doing a lot of things because of that. Yeah. If they don't say nothing about the little mermaid, we will keep quiet. Right. We mm. didn't know the races until they start pe- speaking. Right? That's a good point. You know, we touched a nerve on something that was uh, that affected them, and now we know, and now we can you know work with it. And let's get something straight, too. This is nothing new exactly. because also, here's my, here's my issue. Fine, I, I might entertain an intellectual conversation about the Little Mermaid, which if you're offended, but only, only if I find out that you spoke up when West Side Story, mm. uh, which is about Puerto Ricans mm. <laughs> gangs fighting Anglo gangs, mm. when the main character was supposed to be Rita Moreno, mm-hmm. who was Boricua and Woo! Latina, verdad? That's yes. a Boricua yeah. in the house. But si. <laughs> she was denied the leading role mm. and was given to an Anglo woman. Yes. Mm. So uh, I'll be like, I, I can. This is I, not I can call your discussion intellectual once I find out how you clocked right. in mm-hmm. at that time, because that's real people, not yes. mermaids. Right. So exactly. only then, Tony. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see anywhere where it says that each princess, Disney character, what have you, is of a specific race. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing I'll add is colonizers. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I understand that, but I have not read anywhere that says... It was a huge discussion about that. So they start to speak about Mulan mm-hmm. or, you know, that the, the history needs to be like Asian because she is Asian. Well, the same but thing what with... about a fish, you know? It's <laughs> just a fish. She's well, the speak... same thing happened with Sofia, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. When no, it's... they came out with Sofia the first, mm. supposedly she was Hispanic, and there was also some discussion about that. But it was, we're talking about years ago. Mm. Yes. So it's coming up again, and we see it coming up again even you know, more often now. I, now it, it, all of these things are important. Though they, though these things are not the best, it is good that these are coming to light because it gives opportunity for people like us to, to, to shine light on the things that really do matter and talk about the things that really do matter instead of being, you know, um, misdirected by, yeah. you know, lies or, or, you know, things that are not really true, you know? But this is also why 
let, let's be real though this is our time because you just pointed out today you were in mm-hmm. front of those five you had the commissioners yeah. and the judge who reacted to to the message about this inclusive art differently than would have happened you know x number of years ago likewise we're here at a hundred thousand watts mentioning it we got our email blast coming out tomorrow if you're on our email list you should get on there and then i'm gonna throw down on this on the sunday morning i want your point too on fox 26 i'm gonna sh- i gotta call out that mermaid stuff yeah if they don't bring it up I got to call that out. So being in that courtroom today, when I got through talking, when Leslie's parents got through talking, shout out to them. Her mom's really shout awesome. Shout out to Mr. <laughs> Mrs. Mr. David, Love David also, and the woman Think who Garcia. spoke before David as well. She did a great job. That's but when we got through speaking, I really felt like we walked away like we won in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and not just today or this year, but like for weeks, months, years to come. Like this well, is, this you know. Well, what's going on now is is it, we have a huge snowball that is coming down, and you're going to have to recognize us. Emina, hermano, you may feel you may feel bad because you left uh, a minute and, and some on the on the clock. However, you just stole two months for Hispanic Heritage Month because you started it early. <laughs> you crossed. The, <laughs> you just started Hispanic Heritage Month two months early. Wow, and this. Let's let's we're we're telling you right now. This is going to be the biggest observation of that mm, ever. Mm, wow. Harris County wide. So, yeah, it's easy for me not to be bitter about these things because I actually feel I feel sorry for the small minds that are so petty about to bully mermaid. kids about mermaids. I mean, it's it really is yeah. sad to see adults reduced mm-hmm. to that, and I really hope we can liberate them. So, yeah. But right now, as we see beautiful things happen, like you just described. It actually softens my heart to those people that are clinging to these stereotypes that somehow fill a hole in their hearts. Right. And it, about a fictional character that's not even human. Um, and somehow they're losing ground. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the whole saying, you know, uh, yeah, it's just fascinating that people can focus so much on what's not real instead of the things that are real, you know? Boom. Boom. Yeah. And we're glad you tuned in because we know that you are our friends for history. You're on the right side of history. And this renaissance is coming together. Hey, you're experiencing Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say. If you enjoy this show, perhaps you want to get Nuestra Palabra on demand. You can visit NuestraPalabra.org to click on some of our episodes. We might be passing 9,000 listens. So uh-huh. I've had if you tune in there. And then, of course, the archives are kept at the digital uh collections and our hard copies are kept at the hispanic archives at the houston public library so we've literally made history and we're gonna do that some more we'll play some more santana you love that santana huh all day it's smoking we'll be right back with Lilian rivera stay tuned Oh 
Experiencing Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having to say on the air. Happy to bring you the soundtrack to a renaissance. Uh, we're just going to be blowing up that Santana all show long. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. And, of course, some folks saw Santana last week, o over the week. And so the party continues. Lucky them. One day I will. Now we are turning to the magic of telephony and joined to the magic of telephone is our dear friend Desde Califas, Liam Rivera. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Hey. Hi. Hola, thanks for calling in. <laughs> thanks for having me. No, our pleasure. We want to remind our listeners that Liliam is an award-winning writer and author of the young adult novels Dealing in Dreams and the education of Margot Sanchez, both accomplishments that tie into what we're saying at the top of the show for representation, for dope words, for changing the worlds. I also like that they are from mainstream, big some of one of the big publishers, Simon and Schuster. But if someone has a chapbook, I praise it just as much. But I do like that to me it symbolizes a change in the perspective. It's available in bookstores everywhere. So no matter if you're listening to us live or this is tweeted to you or you're listening later on on demand or when it's archived, you can still go to a bookstore and demand that they make it manifest so you can take it home. Her work has, <laughs> appeared, <laughs> Her work has appeared in the New York Times, L, Tin House, and the Los Angeles Times, to name just a few of them. And she lives in Los Angeles, so w welcome, welcome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's so good to hear you guys. Hey. Now, are you actually in Los Angeles right now as we speak? Yes, I am. I'm in my house in my uh, bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and I, this is so cliche, but we got to ask, have, have you felt any of those uh, aftershocks? We hear there's like 4,000 in number by now, but... Yes, every time I'm like, is this earthquake? Is this another one? I just keep feeling the aftershocks. And I don't know if it's just me because I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> but where were you born originally? Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Bronx, New York. So um, I still have family there. I go there almost every month. So I'm, I'm, I go back and forth a lot. So there are no fault lines in the Bronx. Thus, this whole aftershock thing is a new experience to you. <laughs> it is. I mean, I've been living in California for like 20 years, so I've I've gone through a couple of earthquakes, but still, it still is not. It's not common. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a normal thing for me. Yeah, no, it's not anything. I think one wants to get uh, used to. And and I've been I've been in small. Uh, I call them earthquakes, and the people who were used to them, like that wasn't an earthquake. I go, the earth moved. I heard it groan. I heard the earth groan. <laughs> I'm like. That was all equally disturbing. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not fun. 
And this is your Texas day. So I was looking at your uh, your your Twitter, and everyone should follow you. We'll have you give out your um, your username in a second. But you said uh, you were skyping with folks in Texas today. Yes, I did. I spoke to some young um, young expiring uh, writers um, with um, Barrio Writers is um, the organization I was talking to, and they were young people who were just asking me questions about dealing in dreams. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, it's been, it's my Texas week. Yes. Oh, sí. Cuéntanos más. How how else have you dabbled into the Lone Star State? I mean, I think I had another interview, a radio interview on Saturday with um, Austin, Austin, Texas, with a young young people who have their own radio show and they also interviewed me so i, I don't know what's it's in the air texas calling <laughs> me <laughs> now and, and i mean we got to hang out when you were here in houston i think it was last year but are you planning to tour through houston in the near future at all i hope so i mean i don't have um no that's not true i do have something set up i think in november in um in 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 texas but i want to go there more because i feel like I really do. I feel like it's it's a it's huge. It's a big place, and I don't get to see it enough. Mm-hmm. And there's so many young people who read young adult books there, and it's just a place that I feel like I need to get to know more. No, by all means. And by the way, you may have heard uh, in the background, Miriam Damaris is our friend, poet. Uh-huh. Uh, Leslie Contreras, poet, current poet laureate of Houston, Texas, was going to join us. She was feeling under the weather. So our fellow Boricua resident poeta is here. Uh-huh. So you may hear her jump in now and then. She was dying to get in the studio to, to get the chat. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice, nice to meet you. To uh-huh. Another Boricua. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ella Boricua. Ah, mira yep. que bien. Eso. Unidas. <laughs> Se están uniendo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nos une la poesía. And, and as oh you, my god! Uh, it's so cool, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so, oh my god! <laughs> but you, you know what, though, I think um, we should we should keep talking because you're probably coming for the Texas Book Festival probably in November. So maybe by then we can coordinate something because exactly, I think your work fits perfectly to what uh, our young folks here, regardless of of their background, would enjoy. But obviously, more for our. Our Latinos would go nuts over the work, I, I think. Is, and I think, I mean, was that was that part of, was that in your corazón when you wanted to write this? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of giving you a leading question. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, of course. I mean, I've, I'm always writing through the perspective of, of the, you know, the Latinx perspective. I mean, I'm writing from, from young, the young Latinos and Latinas. And, and that's the only thing I'm really interested in writing. To be, honest, <laughs> to be honest, so it's either could be a contemporary story or it could be a dystopian story or science fiction, whatever it is. I want those are the kind of stories I want to write. Those are the things that I didn't see, or you know, when I was young, and those are the things I want people to be able to grab in the library or at the bookstore. Which is vital for, for representation, for formation of, of different aesthetics. I, I do want to talk about your book, but I also want to talk a little bit about your origins as a writer because. It is super important, and we need to celebrate and support you with uh, with all the work you do. But I think the, the books from the major publishers are key because it, ch- it changes the way they see the world. Uh, tell folks about 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 your most recent book. And at this point, I'm hoping it's just easy as pie, and say, "Hey, Lillian, we love it. Let's do it." Or, or there's still a few a little static coming through. Um, I mean, I think I'm like everyone else. I just I've always wanted. To- to be a writer, you know, I, 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 for me, writing was my way of coping with a lot of things. So I wrote when I was really young as a journalist. I was just, I, I was, 
extremely shy as a young person, so that writing was my way of of dealing with stuff. Says says the author who's been on a bunch of radio shows and two. (laughs) That's my. I know I'm no longer shy. Okay, good. (laughs) But yeah, back then I was, and so then I don't know. I just I loved reading, and I I I think that was my way of escaping a lot of things. You know, I grew up in the projects in in New York, and um, so reading was really my way of, of. of exploring other worlds, I would say, you know, of exploring what other people are, live, you know, what they live, what their life is like. And so, but it, I went through writing through journalism. Um, that's where I found my calling at first. I, um, I, I started as a high school newspaper journalist, and then I, I started writing for magazines, um, Latina magazine, and then um, various outlets, and then I moved to LA, and I I worked at E Entertainment and worked online. So I've done a lot of magazine and newspaper stuff until I decided I would say like eight years ago when I was going to write my first young adult book um, because I just grew tired of journalism, <laughs> and also because I've always wanted to be an author. Oh, that's so cool! But you were practicing your craft and, and building up to building up to the works, the longer works. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Like, it really helped me as a journalist to really abide by deadlines and not be afraid of words. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't consider them that precious. So it's, to me, it's all writing and rewriting and rewriting until it becomes as true as it can be. And then, um, so yeah, so those are the things I think I learned from being a journalist. That is fantastic. Well, tell folks a little bit about dealing in dreams and did you mention you would you could read a, a little excerpt from from it for us? Yeah, sure. Um, so, dealing in dreams, it came out in March uh, through Simon and Schuster, and it's about um, a sixty-year-old girl named Nala. Um, she's the leader of an all-girl gang called Las Mal, Las Malcriadas. Ooh, and it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> And so in this world, it's a futuristic uh, world, and in this world, girl gangs rule the streets. And Nala only wants to live, uh, step away from that life and, and find a home for her crew, for her crew. Um, and that's her mission, is really to find um, a, a, a home at the exclusive Mega Towers. And she has to do one more mission before she can get, that, get to that point. And, um, yeah, so then I'll just read a really really short little couple of uh, uh, sentences from page three. It's in the first chapter, and it's, this is told from the point of view of Nala. She's, um, she's uh, the one who's speaking. We need to know okay. more about Nala. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll begin. Something um, very important. That, oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. No, no. <laughs> um, I look away and stare at the mega towers, which stand tall, a trio of giant rectangular boxes. The towers are one of the few buildings that aren't falling apart. There are 536 apartments in the towers. There's even a school and a health center. Dieste, the leader of Mega City, City, lives on the top floor. No one is allowed in there without an invite. Soon I'll be living there, sleeping on a real bed, not on the dirt floor, with trucks snoring on one side of me and another soldier talking in her sleep on the other. To be part of Dieste's chosen guard, that's the prize, and I intend to grab it. We'll be chilling with the elite, the chosen few, and we'll be no different from them. No more fighting other crews and no more dealing with lost toilers. The Mega Tower is where it's at. 
I'll stop right there. Eso, no. Wow. Felicitaciones. That's Liam Rivera reading an excerpt from Dealing in Dreams. Very, po very potent because I think even it's a dystopian world you're describing, we can relate to a lot of the ethos that you're breaking down right there in, mm -hmm. in cool prose. Yeah, I mean, I really, I, th I call it like near future, but it's, there's something, there are elements in there that I find people will feel it's familiar and mm -hmm. the idea of just wanting to find a home. It's everyone's desire, you know, everyone who comes out here. And, you know, my parents left Puerto Rico to find a home here, mm -hmm. you know, in New York. And um, so there's that, that whole idea of young people trying, trying desperately to carve a place for themselves. That's beautiful. Do us a favor and give out your socials and, and tell people how they can keep track of where you'll be touring. And this way we can make sure we, we put Houston on there sometime soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm always, um, you can always find me. I have a website. It's um, com, And Lilium is with an M as in Mary. So that makes it different. But it's com, And then um, usually on Twitter, talking a lot. <laughs> and it's um, I'm at Lilium R and that's where you can find me Lilium R with an M and um, yeah I'm, I'm always telling uh, letting people know where I'm going to be at next and um, I'm hoping that Houston is going to be the next spot I hope so, mm -hmm. so let's work we on that so, yes. but un abrazo yeah. grande continued success and we can't wait to see you here in H-Town it will happen So. Yeah, I, I believe too. And thank you so much for having me. This is really great. Our pleasure. Un abrazo grande. <laughs> Purico power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, nos vemos. Nos vemos. Adiós. You are experiencing nuestra palabra, Latino writers having to say on the air. We're going to do another musical break, and then we're going to come back with the poetry of medium. Tell, tell people, just to titillate them a little bit, tell people the name of the book that you'll be getting published in El Salvador. Tell them the name. Textos Desgenerados. Ay. You'll find out more in a little bit. We'll be right back.
title for that song is Breaking Down the Barriers, completely appropriate. No, Breaking Down the Door. Breaking Down the Door, Breaking Down the Barriers. We are breaking down everything that stood in the way of our hint there beforehand through art and culture. So we are glad that you're joining us for that. Now, right now, we got to bring you the poetry. We got to bring you that which is denied our community Sometimes. And in the studio live, Miriam de Maris Maldonado. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And we're <laughs> celebrating because you're getting your book published and you're going on tour in El Salvador. Yes, Felicitaciones. I'm very excited about that. Uh, me encanta la idea de que me hayan invitado. I can't wait to go. Um, I mean, they just invite me and, and I say yes, of course. What part of El Salvador are you visiting? San Salvador, but it's going to be my first time there. So I don't know exactly about anything about El Salvador. I know what's going on because of the border. So I'm so glad to be there with my people that I want to embrace with poetry and love and all of that. Y vas como la reina del, del norte. No, ella está la reina del, <risa> del norte. norte. Porque la reina del sur ya tiene, ya tiene puesto. Well, <risa> la yeah. reina del norte con su poesía. Yes, yes. Chiquitita de tu poesía. That's I'm fantastic. So tell people the name of the book and diles cómo, how, how you came up with this collection of poems. So the text, uh, I call uh, textos desgenerados. Um, but I need to explain this in Spanish. Uh, it's because desgenerados is, I feel like it's a mix between poetry and short stories and everything. So we don't have gender, right? And y no, como no tenemos género literario, es, se abrazan in the border, en la frontera de los géneros. And, and I think it is clever. Because in in uh, in English, although technically I guess it's a French term, genre refers to the type or yes. cast of or template of exactly. of, of the, the literary style. But you're playing with it because yes. in in Spanish, uh, and again I guess French Spain it gets muddy. Uh, <laughs> also, the word means gender. Gender. So and I like with, that because we are fighting with that too. Isn't well, and I think what's interesting too is that, I mean, in English it has the whole undertone of degenerate, yes. which is supposed to be uh, that which is lowly or, exactly. or, or you don't touch it. Exactly. But we know people love it even more. Uh, <laughs> well, 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 y, y también, por ejemplo, yo creo que en, en cada etapa, bueno, la palabra chicano era como supposed to be an insult sí. too. Sí. And then we, we owned it Differently, mm -hmm. and now exactly. uh, you know, we're, we're proud to be Chicano, Chicanex. Uh, it's a proud. Exactamente. It's, so, yo creo que es la, la, el poder de la poesía, exactly. de tomar eso. Coger el género, agarrarlo, de construirlo, y hacer lo que quieres con él, y elevarlo. In other level. Love y it. lo mismo que, que sucede con la palabra boricua, como tú dices, para nosotros significa otra cosa ya. ¿Qué significa ya? Para mí significa un tema de orgullo, ¿no? Yeah, Cuando me claro. dicen boricua me siento muy bien y siento que quiero ser parte de eso, ¿no? Pero tú dices como similar a la palabra chicano. Sí, Got antes it. era como que, oh, boricua, <laughs> hay pelea. Got it. The <laughs> same thing with the word chicano. Yeah, right. days. And when you had generational two, our parents were like, you're not a chicano, are you? <laughs> I am, dad. <laughs> um, so, th so that's deep. And I don't want to get too much of this because I want to just have you celebrate the... Sobre your poetry. Pero también dijiste algo de que no tienen género. 
Ya, no. ¿Cuál es have... un poco de eso? No tienen género porque rozan el borde de la poesía con micropoesía, con microcuento. Eh, entonces eh, se abrazan, se deconstruyen y se vuelven a crear haciendo it, it, con las palabras lo que nos dé la gana. And, and why is that important to you? It's, it's a leading question. Sí, no, it's too, okay. no, I love it. Eh, es, es bien importante porque nosotros estamos encajonando todo y yo creo que it's the time to empezar cosas nuevas es el momento para nosotros generar algo nuevo para no encajonarnos en todo y eso se refiere a la sociedad por ejemplo la poesía que toco es muy política y es muy eh, erótica As, oh, I'm sorry, political and erotic. This is exactly, exactly what... I want uh, 10 copies. Yeah. And why? Exactly what our listeners Because love. Because I think that erotic needs to be political. Why? Because the woman needs to stand up. Like, And we need to say, I feel, I like it, I love it, and I have the same right to feel as I you. Mm. And so for me to write erotic... Is my right to to be a person? Wow, right? that's deep. That's potent, and, and, and I think too, especially in Spanish, you're playing with it too yes, because yes. it has the, again the word genre yeah. leaning towards gender. But then also, I think it is potent because why should we shame people for feeling or for enjoying? Exactly. And really, in America, you're telling me we can't be adults and have talks about sex education. Uh, you know, all these basic things yes. that are messing up young folks who. They're going to hear about it somehow. Exactly. So liberate the mind and imagination. That's powerful. Exactly. And also in la política, um, you know who, you know who, <laughs> you're up there. And He I, whose name should not be that, spoken. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like um, as Puerto Rican, eh, the island is as a woman, mm. right? And in this, I'm so sorry. So, like, the, la amante, no? The lover. The lover. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> uh, the lover. Y que pasa que do, doesn't have the same right. Right? We, we have a lot of states, but we don't have the same right that other states. So I play with that. No, that's deep too, because even like, um, It, it's hard to tell uh, folks that don't know about the community. It's like, well, what is Puerto Rico? Well, it's not a state. I don't know what a commonwealth is. It's not its own country. Mm -hmm. uh, And I, everybody asks me, why you guys are, you can vote there, vote here. You know what it is. So it's perfect to say you're embodying the, the poetry, the, the poetry that... That is an expression of that. Exactly. And let's just get the poem. No, uh, you know, I, I should stop talking, but let's get the poems. I will say uh, two things. One, yo, if you listen today, here's what we're telling you. We're telling you it's our time. Why? Because Harris County is saying it's nuestra palabra day. Uh, secondly, we're coming at you 100,000 watts. We're bringing you a Boricua from Los Angeles <laughs> who's published by the mainstream. And now we got a Boricua poet published in El Salvador. We're going <laughs> international, Anya. And, we're, you know, so right now, please welcome La Poesía en inglés, Spanish, Spanish. Lo que le dé gana. Como a ti te dé gana. Tú la reina del norte. Okay, baby. You, it's, it's all you. You do it. You Because you were very kind. Of like, how, how should I cater to listeners? No, the listeners want to cater to you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, la reina de poesía del norte, What? Miriam de Maris. Voy a, voy a leer algo que se llama Cenizas. Bueno, no, voy a leer algo que se llama Tenme. Ah, y dice así, Tenme. Llévame en canoa a un mundo único. Acaríciame las ganas de no tenerte. Suelta mi silueta y escóndete en mi sombra. Tenme, tenme, tenme. Soy una cuando tú me alcanzas y me pierdo en mi fémina diosa, que es diosa y esclava de tu efímero cuerpo. Clávame tu espada en los recovecos de mi infierno y ven conmigo, acércate. Mata uno a uno mis demonios. Quédate amor aquí en mi pecho, desbordado de esos sueños caducos, de ayahuasca, de bilis, de pecado santo y cuadrero. Man, <laughs> and I don't want to spend too much time breaking it down, but that that's awesome because we want to get to more poems. But it touched on a lot what you're saying too. Political. It could be political. Yes. It sounds erotic. Sounds How like you can mix people. that? <laughs> I'm going to resist talking more about it because you just got to flow. Just flow. Just go. More poems. Este, este se llama Cenizas y habla también un poco de la relación que tenemos con Estados Unidos, pero también de una manera erótica. Y cómo nos podemos divorciar de esto. Y dice así, te devuelvo mi sonrisa sumisa, tu lengua descalza, te devuelvo todo lo que nunca tuve, el sol congelado en mi cintura, las mm, mariposas hechas polvo, tus labios conquistadores de mi piel colonizada, la fogata de una tarde que nunca ocurrió, la mañana exiliada sin aspiraciones, te regalo desbordados de prejuicios, los cajones y veintiún alacenas desnuda, un desayuno a las seis de la tarde y el murmullo del fuego en tu reloj. Incinero, el recuerdo colgado en la tibia sala de tu ausencia presente y sin rastros de esperma, tres almohadones perfectamente colocados en las caderas del viejo San Juan. Te devuelvo las cenizas junto con una carta del tío Sam. Dang. Well, I, I, I do have to reflect, too, on um, what's potent, too, is that in Spanish, for a man to court and win over a woman is to conquer her, yes. conquistarla. Sí. Tiene tanto que ver sí. in there as well. Yes. On so many different layers, because it's messed up. Exactly, exactly. But maybe they're more honest yes. about the the machismo in the U.S. Yes. that we see in the governmental level. Um I want to talk about it more, but we should get to more poems. So, tú decides, ¿más poemas o...? Vamos a darle otro. Vamos a darle otro poema. I'm going to volunteer to translate these. <laughs> you want to do it? Sounds good. Yes. We have a border in the Caribbean, and it's pretty sad, So, because everything that happened here in the border, in Texas... We have that with our bro uh, sister and brothers in Dominican Republic. Mm. So I call this Frontera Caribeña, Caribbean border. Con los ojos calladitos y la Biblia entre las piernas, me acerqué a la frontera, a esa línea en brasas que perpetua el mar y el cielo, a esa distancia efímera entre la arena y el viento, arrastrando el morir soñando que casi bebo. Cuando atientas vivo. Así llegamos, a bailar con la inocencia descalza y la sonrisa pasmada de colores hediondos y ratos comprados, 
con promesas al borde de pechos colgantes, con la fe enterita de lagañas, ahogando nombres en números que tiritan en rostros dos por cuatro, así llegamos, con la ropa enredada en pedazos de madera y el despojo que arde en un rey caribe tuerto. Wow. No, hey, Q2, that's touching now. We're talking about uh, the border of DR. It's, yes. you're, it's a great parallel. Yes. You got the border of Mexico, which were yes. which is occupied imagination, but a lot of that same stuff going on in, in the, the DR. Yes. But it, it's parallels. And again, you know, it, it ushered forth today. You're talking about the Latino, Latino Caribbean influences. It's there everywhere today. Right, it and, is. And they're in that poetry. For sure. Thank you. Thank border. you. How much time we got left, Q? Oh, we got three minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> I, I, could, I could jabber on her. I think the people want another poem. Okay, I agree. Okay, okay. <laughs> and he runs the board, so we got to do what he says. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, 30 seconds. Okay, okay. No, I'm joking. You said that. <laughs> okay. Confesiones. Antes de ti ya había algo, imagino. Antes de ti las personas hablaban de amor, de vida y de compañía. Antes de ti no había nada malo, nada me espantaba o daba miedo, pero contigo alza un vuelo dentro de un mar sin miedos. Contigo además se me alargan las venas, se extienden, le añades días a mi vida. Antes de ti todo estaba bien, caminaba sin sendero, volando, me conocía a mí misma, pero contigo es que levanto puentes donde pensaba que había muros, y es que tú, tú me vibras, le añades memoria a mi programa y sentido a mis sentidos, me agarras la mano y la sueltas cuando la necesito, cuando precisamos, por eso, cuando preguntas cómo era antes, ya no lo sé. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the poetry. We got the exclusive. This is the first reading of her book that we published yes, in El Salvador before she goes on tour. Miriam Damaris. Thank you so much for all that you do and for coming you. in. Thank you, guys, and for keep having us posted. Me. Thank you. That was beautiful. It's so exciting. Está muy linda. Muchas gracias. Que bien hablas. Muy bien. Sí, yo quiero practicar. Tus poemas helped. He had said this word of Spanish all year, and your poems, your poems broke through him. The wall. The wall. Yes, broke through the wall, through the border barrier. And I hope we've done the same for others as well. Hey, Thank you. Great show. That. Thank you so Shout much. Shout out Letty, Letty. In. We love you, Letty. Miss you, Letty. Letty, un abrazo grande to you un and your family. Grande. Letty, thank you so much for all you do. This show is shaped by your love and attention. Uh, I want to thank Marlene, too, for working the phones. And get... Johnny, by the way, those were great. Hey. Thank you. Uh, wow. That's why we do what we do. <laughs> Lilium, Lilium also. Lilium did she rocked good it. Well. Yeah, Lilium, yeah, you too. You awesome. rocked it as well. Man. Hey. We, I, I am really blessed that we get to unite to change the world, yeah. and we're doing it. Thank we're doing it. Through. Remember, not all heroes wear capes. That's why this is so important. Ooh, say it again, Marlon. Sorry. Uh, no, go. no. No, Marlon, say something. Go, go. Not all heroes wear capes. Wow. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Mic drop. ¿Cómo se dice mic drop en español? Uh, se cayó el micrófono. Se cayó el micrófono. <laughs> that sounds like a mistake. That just sounds like a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Not translate, and it's so funny because I was thinking about like I was I was playing. You haven't I, I auditioned to to uh, translate the work. I haven't won the audition yet. But it's funny because some of these things I'm like, how do you translate it? It is hard to translate. There's so many nuances, yeah. e even the whole name. So we'll figure that out. <laughs> hey, this is Tony Diaz Libertad. Thanks ciao. for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Have a good one. <laughs> 
No matter where you are on the political spectrum, KPFT is a daily check-in on the workings of democracy. Part of a democracy is an independent press and media. Media like this is supposed to be the check and balance on government. And community radio is one of the few media outlets left that is completely independent. That's why in this age of the greatest media consolidation America has ever seen, having different voices out there is essential. KPFT has been around since 1970, and we have survived through through the contributions of people like you. Listeners who donate to KPFT support us because they know that's what keeps KPFT independent. Why wait for a pledge drive? You can join KPFT online at kpft.org. Thomas Jefferson said, People cannot be both ignorant and free. Help keep KPFT vibrant with your financial contribution. Visit kpft.org to join securely online. This is commercial-free, listener-sponsored Pacifica Radio, KPFT Houston. Many of us know someone looking to sell or just get rid of an old car, truck, RV, or motorcycle. It may be just taking up room in the garage or driveway. Sometimes the cost of the repair just doesn't make a sale even worth it. And as we all look for tax deductions at the end of the year, you may want to consider donating that unwanted vehicle, running or not. KPFT can have the vehicle towed away at no charge to you. The owner, you, get a tax receipt for deductions at the end of the year, a KPFT membership, and the satisfaction of knowing that old vehicle went to a good cause. It's a win all the way around. So just call toll-free 1-855-KPFT-CAR. That's 1-855-573-8227. No matter if it's a car, truck, scooter, farm.